SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our third hour on a Wednesday on the morning after begins right here on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. And all across the Sports Grid Network, I am Ben Stevens. In this early portion of our third hour together, we have our West Coast wake up. We welcome in our West Coast audience. But through the rest of this third hour, three guests for you across the sports landscape. Next. It's Jim Root from Three Man Weave and an Action Network College Basketball Handicapper. Field of 68 host as well to break down last night's slate in the college basketball nature of what we saw. And then also tonight as well. Then Cam Rogers joins the show, our PGA Touring Golf expert for a big week out at the Genesis Invitational in Los Angeles. And then DMB Drew Martin bets to round out this Wednesday edition of the morning after with some best bets for a Wednesday night in college hoops as well. Let's begin with that West Coast wake-up I mentioned just moments ago. And we look at some West Coast NBA action. The Clippers out in Phoenix last night against the NBA's best team. And the Suns keep doing what they are best at doing, and that is winning basketball games at a more prolific clip than any other team in the NBA. Phoenix now 47-10 straight up. They have now won six straight NBA basketball games. This six-game winning streak follows an 11-game winning streak just a couple of weeks ago that followed an 18-game winning streak in the early portion of this NBA season. So Phoenix wins last night, but they do not cover as a 12.5-point favorite. The Clippers have been an underdog a ton recently, and they have covered in three straight. They had one two straight booked as a dog prior to last night in Phoenix. But a big night for the Phoenix Suns winning their sixth straight basketball game. And as we look at the box score here for Phoenix last night, another big night for Devin Booker, 26 points. Another double-double for Chris Paul, 17 points, 14 assists. I'm almost positive his assist prop last night was 11.5, and he goes over that comfortably. He has had double-digit assists now in 10 of the last 11 games for Phoenix in the only game in this 11 game span he did not reach double figures in terms of his assist market well that was when he had nine a couple of games back so Chris Paul continues to do everything for the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Suns continue to win basketball games 103 96 last night over the LA Clippers tonight in Los Angeles the Lakers host the Utah Jazz now right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook the Jazz a five and a half point favorite on the road tonight against Los Angeles Lakers have lost four of their last five games they have lost seven of their last nine as well but they have covered in four of their last six three of the last five covering when booked as an underdog which they will be tonight at home against Utah now the Jazz have turned the tide the Blues have gone to sweet swing music for Utah because after losing five straight games including in a span where they lost 11 of their last 13 Utah has now rattled off six straight wins covering in five straight all of those games booked as a favorite Phoenix has been booked as a favorite in 50 of 57 games this year now 51 of 57 and they are 28 
in 23 against the number. Utah, 50 of their 57 games booked as a favorite, but under 500. A welcome to our Sports Grid radio audience here. The third hour of the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM channel 159 and all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens in our West Coast wake up portion of the early start of this third and final very happy hour looking at a game tonight in LA between the Lakers and the Utah Jazz. Now the Jazz have been booked as a favorite in 50 of 57 games. They are 23 and 27 against the spread under a 500 margin as it pertains to being a favorite but they have won six straight covered in five straight all as a favorite as well. Utah played to an over of 232 and a half against the Houston Rockets on Monday but prior to that five straight unders and under in 10 of their last 14 games meanwhile it's been the opposite for Los Angeles over in four of their last five in six of their last seven as well so this game in big picture we touched on the Phoenix Suns who have now won six straight games knocking off the Clippers last night at home you see the Utah Jazz as well on a six game winning streak two of the three best odds in the Western Conference and those four best odds in the West in fact the five best odds in the West Memphis playing last night are all in action tonight Golden State and Phoenix the co-favorites right now at plus 195 the Utah Jazz the third best odds at plus 500 the Lakers Nugs and Grizz all at 14 to 1 right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook then a drop off to the Dallas Mavericks at 24 to 1 but the Mavs an upset victory on the road last night against the top team in the East beating the Miami Heat so the Warriors and the Suns now tied atop the Western Conference at plus 195 for most of the last month it was the Warriors with a slight edge on the Phoenix Suns despite the fact that Phoenix had a better straight up record so this is now a change in this marketplace a co-favorite now for the Phoenix Suns at plus 195 with the Golden State Warriors that plus 195 price is what the Lakers were entering the year back in the preseason huge market movement against the Lakers more than $12 against them 14 to 1 tied for the fifth best odds taking on the team with the third best price in Utah tonight at plus 500 plenty more to come in the third hour of the morning after college basketball up next here on the grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com College basketball is really, really good right now. And that is the focus on this portion of the morning after on a Wednesday on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. Very pleased to welcome on one of the brightest minds as a college hoops handicapper. It is Jim Root joining the show once again from Three Man Weave, from Field of 68, and also a college hoops handicapper for the Action Network. A man that wears many hats, but has a great expertise understanding of college basketball. Jim, thank you for joining us again on a Wednesday here on the morning after. Of course. Yeah, as you mentioned, the sport is heating up right now. There were some great games last night. Two nights ago, there were some of the, the wildest endings I've ever seen in college hoops. We're, we're getting towards March, and, and people should tune in now. It's, it's a great time to get into the sport. 
You need to tune in now so you're handicapping leverage as you start to fill out your bracket as we get to the month of March is even better. And that is what Jim will provide here over the next couple of minutes. You mentioned last night's slate. It was fantastic across the country, but I think the game of the night, Jim, was out in Providence, Rhode Island. A top 10 tilt between the Friars and Villanova and the 10th ranked Cats going on the road to get a victory, winning by five and covering as a four-point favorite. Jim, Providence has been a lucky team, it seems. Did the luck run out last night? I wouldn't say that. I actually was pretty impressed with Providence. Uh, I think the fact that they took some serious punches from Villanova and kept coming back, they, they dominated the paint. They shot like 63% inside the, the, inside the arc against Villanova. That was, that was really impressive. And they weathered the storm. Villanova made like 46% of their threes. Providence only made just over yep. 20%. And it was still basically a one-possession game down to the final minute until Gillespie hit that dagger. So the oh. fact that they just kept coming, kept coming, I thought Providence acquitted themselves really well uh, and, and proved themselves a little more legit than maybe the, the computers have them ranked currently. Now the 10th game this year for the Providence Friars decided by five points or less. It was their first loss, nine and one straight up in games decided by five points or less. Some would call that lucky. I, I, wondered, I would call yeah. that battle tested. And Jim, I, wondered, I am still. I yeah. yeah, go ahead. I wanted Bynum to miss the three at the end. So they lost by eight. So that that, that, that yeah. stat would still be perfect in games decided by six or less. <laughs> Yes, I, I looked at that as well. And when Jared Bynum hit the three, my roommates and myself that all had Providence plus four, plus four and a half, it was like, ah, you just nearly did it, huh? You just nearly did it. I still am fried up, Jim, and a big believer in what Providence has here moving forward down the home stretch. But as we go across the country, a great game also in the Big 12 last night. Texas on the road in overtime, knocking off Oklahoma. We saw Kansas get back to form earlier in the week as well. And then tonight, a great one between Baylor and Texas Tech. And Jim, the Bears, a two-point road underdog against the Red Raiders tonight. Only the second time this year, Baylor has been booked as an underdog. What's the approach to tonight in Lubbock? And I'm, I'm treading very lightly because Baylor's got some injuries right now and, and they're kind of figuring out their new identity. They just lost Jonathan Chamwa Chachua for the year. They're starting center, one of, one of their key front court pieces. Uh, kind of the heart and soul of the team with the way he rebounded, got hustle plays done. Uh, they've also been missing LJ Cryer, a, a sniper from the outside. He's 47% from deep this year. So they're they're not fully formed. It's not the, the fully uh, structured Baylor team right now. And Texas Tech's a terrifying place to play. That crowd is as good as you'll see in college basketball. Uh, the one worry, though, like for backing Texas Tech, would be that they won at Baylor, and there's the revenge factor. Some of the, the numbers on road flip-flops this year have been pretty strong. So I would be a little bit concerned, especially because I don't know what I'm getting from Baylor right now. In Kansas right now, Jim, minus 195 is the heavy odds-on favorite to win the Big 12, one of the best conferences in college basketball this year. Baylor plus 210 do you think KU deserves to be that heavy of an odds-on favorite at top the big 12 yeah probably so, somewhat because of those Baylor injuries and the fact that they've got a, a pretty tough schedule down the stretch I don't think Texas can get there I don't think Texas Tech can get there um, and Kansas has done most of their work this year without Remy Martin and, and maybe they get him back he's been yeah. dealing with a knee issue at point guard uh, but the fact that they've done it without him has proven that they're pretty pretty well capable. They've picked up some solid road wins. 
without Martin. Uh, and now they've got a little bit of a friendlier schedule down the stretch. So I, I think the the odds there make sense. Um, I wouldn't probably lay that price with Kansas just because uh, Baylor can potentially lurk uh, if they get Cryer back. But it, it's a pretty solid line from the old odds makers there. Some very good teams in the Big 12, obviously, Jim. Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, Texas at times this year. Iowa State was great in the beginning of the year. But as we look at a very interesting market to win the national championship, Big 12 basketball is now the fifth shortest price to win a national championship as we look at conferences that can do that. The SEC, the favorite at plus 300. The WCC, because of Gonzaga, the second best price at plus 430. What do you make of the Big 12 by the time we get to the month of March? Yeah, that's that's interesting. I remember I looked at that maybe a, a couple weeks or a month ago, and I was like, oh, Big 12, great value. You've got Kansas, you've got Baylor, Texas Tech surging. Maybe you get Texas to figure it out. Um, I still think that's probably decent value at the fifth shortest. I mean, I, I get yeah. why the WC's up there. You're, you, Gonzaga's basically like five to one to win it by themselves. So that, that's a big one. Um, SEC, you've got your Auburn and your Kentucky, but I, I kind of think the Big 12 should be right after that. I don't really believe in the top contenders in the Big 10. Apologies to Purdue. And I kind of feel the same way about the Big East. Uh, Villanova doesn't have the NBA talent that they've had in the past when they've gone fully to the national title game. So I think that's probably decent value to get Baylor and Kansas and those Texas schools right there. I was surprised, Jim, to see the Big 12 behind the Big 10 and the Pac-12, especially the Big 10 Conference that hasn't won a national championship in men's basketball in over two decades. And there seems to be a reason why. But tonight in the Big 10, in New Jersey, at the rack, and no, not Jersey Mike's Arena, at the rack still, Rutgers a three-and-a-half-point dog against Illinois. And the Scarlet Knights, three straight wins against top 20 foes, all as an underdog outright. Can they do it again tonight, Jim? Man, I, the, the rack magic is something I would never bet against at this point. I, my, I made my number a little higher just looking at uh, what, what Illinois has done this year, them reintegrating Curbelo, and the fact that Trent Frazier came back and played a full minutes workload after a scary possible injury a couple games ago. But, man, Rutgers just gets it done at home. They, they've had a couple big wins already this year. I believe they beat Illinois at home last year, early on in the season. Mm -hmm. So it, it's been done before, and especially getting three and a half. You know, if you get the tight game, you got the full uh, leeway of one possession there. I would lean towards Rutgers, even against my own number. Uh, not currently betting it, but man, the, the rack has the mystique. The rack magic that we might see tonight might look something like we saw last night in Providence. What Lubbock might look like tonight for Texas Tech in Baylor. A great time. For college basketball so Jim for people that now that football's over maybe turning into college hoops a little bit more front and center what should they look out for over the next two and a half weeks or so down the home stretch of the regular season well I, I would say the parity has kind of reigned I know Gonzaga has separated themselves a little bit uh, as the number one team but you know they're they're playing in the west coast which I respect I think it's a good league but there are only four, four tournament teams four bubble teams so Teams like Auburn, Kansas, Baylor, as we've discussed, the Purdue defense needs to step up for them to be in the conversation. There's a lot of real contenders out there for the title, and it makes it a fun season. We love heading into the tournament with a lot of open question marks, unlike last year where it felt like a, a Baylor-Gonzaga inevitability. 
Yeah, absolutely so. Gonzaga and Baylor last year, a tier to themselves. This year feels a lot more wide open. A great time for college basketball and great insight and expertise from Jim Root on this Wednesday here on the morning after. Catch his work all over the place. Field of 68, three-man weave, the Action Network, wherever it is, Jim provides that insight. Jim, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Of course. And the Missouri flag still upside, the right side up, despite not covering last night against Arkansas. But we'll talk about that at another time. Coming up next, Cam Rogers joins the show for some PGA Tour expertise of his own. Stay with us here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after on a Wednesday right here on SportsGrid and Sirius XM channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. Now very pleased to welcome on Cam Rogers, our PGA Tour expert, the host of the Lock It In podcast with the Believe Podcast Network. Cam and I finally met in person last week out at Super Bowl Radio Row in Los Angeles where Cam, the PGA Tour, stays this week for the Genesis Invitational. You couldn't convince the people to let you stay out in L.A. for another week? What's going on, Ben? Great to be with you. Great to see you and the Sports Grid crew. You know, it's funny. I stayed over somebody's house on Saturday night due to my flight being canceled. And at that house, you could have thrown a football to Riviera. I was right there. Oh. So I can't believe you're not there for the Genesis Invitational, which is Tiger's tournament. And he's not playing yet. He's not playing competitive golf on the PGA Tour as of yet. But he will be there in person this week, Cam. What can we expect to see and maybe hear from Tiger Woods this week? Yeah, the press conference is today. Of course, Riviera is very close to Tiger Woods' heart, the site of his first PGA Tour start. You know, it's going to be interesting. He's obviously going to be fielded a lot of questions about his return to the PGA Tour. I would expect a question about the Masters as that first start. He's not going to be back for that, I wouldn't think. But maybe we'll get a better understanding of his timeline, Ben, in terms of when he will come back to the PGA Tour this season. I think he will, obviously. There could be some logic to the Open Championship. Again, that is far down the line. But I would assume now, as compared to a few months ago, Tiger Woods will have a better understanding about his return to the PGA Tour, and we'll get that information today. So we'll see what happens. Cam, we'll dive into the odds for the Genesis Invitational in just a moment. But if you've been following golf at all over the last month, there's been a lot of reports and speculation about this super golf league out in Saudi Arabia that might be trying to poach some of the best talent from the PGA Tour. Names like Bryson DeChambeau have been floated. Phil Mickelson. Mm -hmm. Players ask constantly about this super league each and every week throughout PGA Tour events. So how do we make sense of all that we are hearing right now in the golf world? Look, I think it's a very real thing right now. The PGA Tour is such a grind. It is so difficult to keep your PGA Tour card. We know this. But as far as the top elite talent is concerned, I think it's going to have to be a big sum of money. We understand now already that Colin Morikawa is not going to get involved. 
Justin Thomas is not going to get involved. Brooks Kepka, that's a big one, will not get involved. Hmm. Bryson DeChambeau, you never know with him. He could get a big fat paycheck and he'll go and scoot on out to this Super Golf League. But it is a very real thing. We have to pay attention to it right now. And I'm sure the PGA Tour's wheels are spinning right now as far as how to salvage this situation because out there in Saudi Arabia, there's a lot of money to be dished out, if you will. And with the government involved, there is some eh, iffy sort of, you know, involvement there. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. if you want to cash out as a PGA Tour player, go ahead and cash out. I'm not going to, like, you know, look down on you for that. You have to make money somehow, right? And if it is a little bit questionable, look, who are we to say? So it is a very real situation and really interesting as it really has never been a topic of conversation for the last 20 years about some sort of competitive yeah. tour. But now we're looking at it. There seems to be ongoing developments each and every week, but nothing that's truly circumstantial or credible at the moment. But we'll follow all of those updates. Until then, the PGA Tour in action this week in Los Angeles at Riviera Country Club, the Genesis Invitational. And Cam, as we look at the Futures Outright Board, shocker, shocker, a short number for John Rahm as the favorite of this event, plus 950, but not all that much shorter than guys like Patrick Cantlay at 12 to 1, JT at 14 to 1, and DJ at 15 to 1. A star studded event out in LA this week. What can we expect at the Genesis Invitational? This is a major championship field. I mean, it is so deep. In fact, it is actually better in terms of the strength than the 2020 Masters Tournament. That's a big deal. Mm. So, really, this is a week, Ben, where you have to take a stand on guys. You can't bet on everybody, even though there is reason to bet on everybody at the top of the board. So you have to sort of consolidate and figure out your player pool. It's interesting. You look at the recent winners here. Max Homa, he was 60 to 1. Adam Scott, 33 to 1. J.B. Holmes, 150 to 1. So the chalk really hasn't won since Dustin Johnson, who was 9 to 1 back in 2017. That just goes to show that as deep of a field as it is, you have some value down the board a little bit in the 20s and the 40s and the 50s. John Rahm, it's so amazing, Ben, how he is still in the single digits, nine and a half, to win a PGA Tour event in a field like this. It just goes to show how good of golf he is playing. Patrick Cantley is right behind him. Those two are far and away the best PGA Tour players in this 2022 calendar year. But the guy I'm looking at, as my projected winner this week, Ben, and I was on Scotty Scheffler a week ago, so consider me red hot. Justin Thomas at 14 to 1. This is a guy who is an elite ball striker. We know this, and he was fantastic a week ago at the WM Phoenix Open. Gained over seven strokes on approach. That is Ben Hogan esque stuff. I think that carries over this week. The only part of his game that struggled a week ago was his putter. If he can just be field average with that, serious win equity at 14 to 1. And Cam, as we say every week, hard to pick a future outright winner. One golfer to win a 72-hole PGA Tour event, but you can take some of those best and brightest names and move it into a finishing positions market. So top 10, top 20, where are you looking this week? Yeah, I've got a few top 20s and 30s and one top 10. One guy I'm really on this week is Sun J M. He won pretty recently, mm -hmm. so I'm not going to go to him in the outright market, Ben, but 
he is that overall balanced player that I'm looking at. When you're talking about the Genesis Invitational, you're not really looking at driving distance or around the green game or putting in a vacuum. You want an elite, solid, balanced player. Sun JM plus 410 for a top 10. He's gained strokes off the tee in every event since the 2021 John Deere Classic. That's 14 starts on the PGA Tour. He's gained multiple strokes around the green in five of his last eight starts. And he just has that overall game that you want this week. So plus 410 for a top 10. Mm. Like Sunjay in there. Couple of top 20s. Mark Leishman, the Aussies have played well here before. Plus 200. By the way, Ben, you see a lot of Augusta National crossover at this tournament. Players who play well at Augusta tend to play well here and vice versa. So... I'll go with Mark Leishman for top 20, 15th in par 5 efficiency over the last 24 rounds. Really good California resume. Two top five finishes here at Riviera. How about this guy, too? Plus 270. He's sneaky. Get him right now at this number. Paul Casey for a top 20. We haven't seen Ooh. much of him on the PGA Tour here in 2022. Yeah, but he's been playing the World Tour, T12 in Dubai, T24 at the Saudi International. Paul Casey for a top 20 with his ball striking. Not really asking a lot there. A couple of top 30s as well. Ben Martin Laird, the Scotsman, plus 220, coming off a T14 at the Phoenix, which marks his third top 25 in his last four starts. And then Christian Bezadenhout, plus 230. Mm. This guy has been really balanced, has made 14 of his last 15 cuts, going back to the 2021 Arnold Palmer Invitational. He's 11th in this field in strokes gained approach and 24th in strokes gained putting over the last 24 rounds really good short game player awesome grinder on the pga tour i like him as well for a top 30. run the gamut right there cam rogers and give the people some value that's what you just did all across the finishing positions for the genesis but if you're good finishing positions i think you're the best handicapper i know when it comes to the prop market for pga tour events specifically nationalities and how you can find some value in that way of approaching a pga tour event so where is the focus this week for you cam yeah always have to talk about the nationalities we'll start with top continental european a bit of a bomb here but francesco molinari at 14 to Ooh. 1 why not Ooh. i mean we're talking about a guy who is a member at Riviera Country Club, eighth place finish at the Genesis Invitational back in 2021, has made three straight cuts with a sixth place finish at the American Express not too long ago. You get this number here, Ben, because John Rahm is in this bracket, if you will, this pool. But, I mean, it's worth a sprinkle. Molinari finishes T7 and Rahm finishes T11. Like, hello, I like this play here. Top Scottish player, Russell Knox, plus 160. The elite iron player right now has gained over 4.3 strokes on approach in three of his last four outings. Ninth in this field in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds. I know the course history isn't great, but you're only competing against two other players here in this pool. So I like Russell Knox there at plus 160. And then top South American player, Sebastian Munoz. The competition in this pool doesn't scare me too much. Munoz, I think, has mm. the longest odds actually in this pool, plus 430. Coming off a top 10 ball striking week at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. He's flashed upside on the PGA Tour before. Really good talent. We don't talk about him enough. So Sebastian Munoz for top South American. Lock it in. Look at all of the value provided right there by Cam Rogers, both in the prop market 
finishing positions and even Justin Thomas at 14 to 1 to be the outright winner of the Genesis Invitational. Obviously, JT, good friends with Tiger Woods. Maybe he wins Tiger's tournament out in LA, where I really think Cam Rogers should be, but we appreciate his time regardless here on a Wednesday on the morning after. As always, Cam, your expertise for any PGA Tour event is very welcome. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Ben. Great seeing you in person. Shout out to the Sports Grid crew. You guys are fantastic. Great seeing you last week. Next time around, our producer, John Shames, will join as well. Thank you so much, Cam. Coming up next here, we get some more college basketball handicapping from the man we know as DMB. Drew Martin Betts joins the show to look through the SEC in a Big 12 game. Coming up next here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Only a few short weeks away from the month of March. Now is the time to dive into college basketball if you haven't already. And that's what we do here on a Wednesday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, but joining the show now is a college who's handicapping expert. His name is DMB. That would be Drew Martin Betts. Drew Martin joining the show again on a Wednesday here on TMA. You can catch him all across the grid all week long, especially throughout the weekends, breaking down now some college hoops. Drew, thank you for joining the show once more. Absolutely. Ben Stevens, Big Ten Ben. You know, you can call me DMB. A lot of people think Dave Matthews Band. Great band in itself. Fun concerts to go to. But no, Drew Martin bets college basketball time. Hey, the week after the Super Bowl, Ben, hopefully you enjoyed uh, Los Angeles there. Looked like a good time. But um, as sports sports betters here, it's a great week to be betting college basketball because a lot of people are kind of b- behind the scene, you know, behind the curve in terms of knowing the information, getting a, getting a beat ahead of the odds makers. So it could be a good time to make money if you're you're out ahead of the curve here in college basketball. Drew, you are certainly ahead of the curve. But if we're helping our casual sports betters here on the morning after, what should they know when it comes to looking at a college basketball slate? Sure. Um, I mean, this season in college basketball, Ben, I'm interested to know if you agree with this, but I I think it's one of the more exciting years um, in terms of seeing who's going to win March Madness, win the tournament. I personally think, and this is coming from an Auburn alum, you know, a top two team in the country, according by the rankings, and with Gonzaga at top, Auburn at number two. I would actually say, Ben, there's probably 20 teams that could win it all. There is a lot of good basketball being played. And I don't know that there's that one team that's just going to dominate through the tournament um, that we have seen in years past. So I think it's a great year in terms of a casual fan just watching college basketball. This is going to be a fun conference tournament time. It's going to be a a fun college basketball, you know, betting time getting into conference tournament. And then for March Madness, this might be one of the best we've ever seen, Ben, because there's good major basketball. There's really good basketball, primarily in the Big Ten the Big 12 in the SEC, I would not be surprised at all. I know that that's a good chunk of college basketball there in those three conferences with a lot of good teams. But I would say, Ben, if you gave me a bet, 
the national champion is going to come out of one of those three conferences. But overall, I think that there's 20, 25 teams that could win the national championship. Yeah. And it is a really good crop of teams in college basketball. So much more parity this year than there was last year. Of course, the 2020 season was super weird with everything we were dealing with, with COVID pauses and whatnot across the country in college hoops. But there was a clear delineation between Gonzaga, Baylor, and the rest of even the best teams in college basketball. This year, it's a fully fleshed field with, I think, a lot of teams that could contend for Sweet 16 spots and Elite 8 appearances, Final Four representation, and, of course, an opportunity to cut down the nets in early April in New Orleans. It should be a ton of fun. And let's start with your Auburn Tigers, the number two team in the country, just dropping from that number one spot on Monday in the latest AP poll because Arkansas pulled the upset over Auburn last week. But the Tigers responded in a big way at home on Saturday against Texas A&M. And tonight against Vanderbilt, Auburn a 12.5 point, 13.5 point favorite, depending on when you got the number, against the doors at home. So what is the approach to this matchup and how Auburn feels moving forward here in the final two weeks or so of the regular season? Yeah, Ben, I mean, whenever I'm looking to kind of bet sidewise with Auburn, I think there's actually a good home road dichotomy here with the Tigers. Yeah. Just meaning when 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 you start looking at how Auburn plays in Auburn Arena, I like to call it the Pearl, a little nickname there for Bruce Pearl playing at home on the Plains. But you'll see it. it it's one of the more difficult places to play in all of college basketball. And the players kind of feed off of that home atmosphere. They'll look to run it up. Auburn's one of the more deeper teams in the country, meaning if they're up 15, 20 points late on Vanderbilt, you don't have to worry as much about Auburn kind of taking their foot off the gas because, one, they play at an up-tempo pace under Bruce Pearl. And, two, the guys coming in off the bench are really good players. So they're going to look to score, look to run it up against a team like Vanderbilt. Now, there is one caution here to laying, you know, I'm not a huge fan of laying double digits in college basketball, but they are at home. That's one kind of check mark. But also something to worry about here is Jerry Stackhouse's Vanderbilt team is playing better basketball of late. They've actually won two of their last three games, beating LSU and Missouri. So this is not a team that's necessarily a doormat team in the SEC. A lot of the teams towards the bottom of the SEC, I would have actually maybe put Vanderbilt as the the least power rated team, you know, last 14 out of 14. If you asked me maybe three, four weeks ago, now I, I wouldn't put them there. I think that this is a lot better team. They've gotten healthier. They can score the basketball a lot better now than they could in, say, the month of November, December. Uh, ben, so overall, it's not a team I'm looking to bet against. And look, when you're talking about Auburn games, I'm not looking to bet them under the total. It is over or past totals wise. I think Vanderbilt's going to be able to score the basketball. And I think Auburn playing at home, they can score the basketball on a lot of teams. So seeing this in the low 140s, if you need a bet in this one, the Commodores and War Eagle, I would go over the total of 143 at FanDuel Sportsbook, Ben. Yeah, I think that's a great look for one of the most fast-paced, high-tempo teams in all of college hoops. Auburn, a perfect 13-0 straight up at home this year. 12-1 against the number. The only time Auburn did not cover as a home team, they were a 29-point favorite against North Alabama, and they won that game by over 20 points. So that's the only time the Tigers have not covered at home in Auburn this year. So from the Tigers to their biggest rival 
in Alabama. The Crimson Tide at home tonight against Mississippi State. A six-point favored spread in favor of Alabama against the Bulldogs from Starkville tonight. Any thoughts on this game, Drew, for another good one in the SEC? You know, Ben, I, I would probably start with Alabama is a difficult team to handicap. I mean, you just look across Damn. the board. They're 16-9 and nine straight up. However, 9-16 and 16 against the spread. So we're having to pay a little bit of tax to bet on the Crimson Tide. And it's really cost betters over the course of the season. Now, you look at their totals, uh, 16-9 and nine to the over. So a huge over trender. However, they've been a money loser on the season. And going up against Mississippi State, Mississippi State's also a difficult team to figure out under Ben Howland. Just 12-11 and 11 against the spread. 14-10 and 10 straight up. This was a team, Ben, what, last year? Uh, they were in the NIT tournament, and they made a run all the way to the championship. To tell you the truth, they might have won it. Either way, going in from the offseason, my offseason notes, I had the Bulldogs circled as bet on this season. Sure enough, out yeah. the gate, I guess they've been, what, 12-11 and 11 against the spread. So not, not a huge moneymaker. Actually, it's slight money loser there. But the thing I would go to here, talk about home road dichotomy. The Bulldogs 0-7 on the road. Now, Coleman Coliseum isn't one of the more difficult places to play in the SEC. Um, I'm actually surprised Alabama hasn't gotten a newer stadium as of yet, given all that football revenue that they've gotten, talking about the Crimson Tide. But still, it is a uh, nonetheless a road game in the SEC. I think Mississippi State goes from 0-7 on the road to 0-8 on the road. And anytime we're talking about an Alabama game, I know it's a total of 150 and Mississippi State isn't necessarily fast paced, but I can't bet an Alabama game under the total. They're too up and down the court. So uh, I would lean over and I would lean towards Alabama. Likely not a game that I uh, get involved with uh, betting wise, though, Ben. And it makes sense, Drew, because the Tide have only covered twice in their last 11 games, just three times in their last 17 games they have not been covering numbers at a very prolific clip by the time we got to the conference portion of their slate this year but I do believe Alabama has some value if they can turn it on from deep Drew as we talk about moving forward into March we talked about some final four odds earlier in the show 14 to 1 right now is Alabama to reach the final four we know what Nate Oates and company want to do offensively they shoot the three 46.6 percent of their time from the field that means 46.6 percent of their field goal attempts overall are from deep but in terms of shooting the three this year from actually making those long balls just 31.2 percent that's 296th out of 358 division one basketball teams so they take a lot of threes they're just not making a ton of threes right now if they start to figure that out and get hot in the month of march yeah. watch out for alabama who a top 15 adjusted tempo as well so drew from the sec to the big 12 a great one tonight in lubbock texas texas tech baylor and the red raiders a two-point home favorite only the second game all year baylor has been booked as an underdog what's the breakdown for this battle in the big 12 Sure, and, and you can see why, because when you look at Texas Tech just laying, what, one and a half or two, looks like FanDuel Sportsbook, like you just said, Ben, uh, laying the two here with the Red Raiders. They're 15-1 and one at home in Lubbock. Also, side mm -hmm. note, they're 8-2 and two, their last 10 against the spread. So if you've been betting the Red Raiders, 
you've been making some cash here and the trend is your friend in a lot of things in life ben uh stock and investing sports betting is one of them so eight and two against the spread the last 10 here on the red raiders and playing at home where they're 15 and one that is a tough proposition to step in front of so i doubt i'll be taking baylor here however they are 14 and 10 against the spread they got scott drew kind of calling it here as the head coach in my opinion one of the most underrated head coaches in all of college basketball i mean whenever you're talking baylor you got to remember this guy took it over more than a decade ago the program and remember there was a player that murdered another player i don't really know the whole story the program was heading in the wrong direction scott drew takes over and the, the rest is history here baylor bears have been one of the best programs in college basketball over the last four or five years and when you look at what they do well ben offensive rebounding meaning they're just putting up shots and knowing that they have a good chance of getting the rebound in those putbacks and that is a great brand of basketball and college basketball nowadays and they're number two in the country in offensive rebounding offensive efficiency their top 10 defensive efficiency they're right outside the top 10 so when you look at teams that i look to bet on ben and in teams that can make a run in the tournament that is the baylor bears just because offensive and defensive efficiency they're very good at both ends of the basketball court and i believe only one national champion over the last 20 years has been outside of the top 40 in offensive and defensive efficiency baylor's checking both of those boxes plus the fact steal percentage on defense top 10 in the country they turn their opponents over and if there is something that texas tech struggles with it's turning the ball over on offense ben Therefore, that's what's keeping me off of taking or of of laying the two here with Texas Tech because I'm worried that Baylor is going to be able to turn them over tonight. However, Ben, uh, I just can't go against Texas Tech here. So if you made me make a bet, I think defense actually takes over, and I'd go under the 136 and a half. I would agree with that as well. Texas Tech, the third most efficient defense in the country this year. The Red Raiders know how to play on the defensive side of the ball. A bad loss for Baylor. Not on the win-loss column on Saturday. They hammered Texas, but their big man, JTT, Jonathan Tomwachachua, missing the rest of the year now for Baylor. That will be something to monitor moving forward as we get to next month in the month of March. DMB, the great handicapping for your Wednesday evening slate in college basketball. Drew, as always, thank you very much for your time. Absolutely, Ben. Guys, catch me here uh, on Wednesdays. Also, Sunday nights on Sports Grid with Joe Lisi. Oh. Ben, always fun, buddy. There's going to be some great Sunday basketball come conference tournament time here very soon. More of the morning after up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our three hours on a Wednesday right here on the morning after on SportsGrid are about to come to a close. I am Ben Stevens. You have been listening on Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM and watching all across the SportsGrid network. But as we say farewell, as we say goodbye on this Wednesday, we need to give you a best bet. We have been diving into the prop market a little bit more as we renew our interest 
into the NBA. An area that I know a man on this network, JY, James Young, loves to find some value in that I think looks enticing is a player performance double. We do that right now. It is time for our best bet on this NBA Wednesday. It is time for Bye Bye Bye. The Chicago Bulls have won four straight games. They have covered in four of their last five. They have the best ATS record at home this year, 20 and 10 against the number, and they are a five-point favorite tonight at home inside the United Center against the Sacramento Kings. But we're not looking at a spread or a total. Rather, trying something new here for our best bet. It is a player performance double. Nikola Vucevic has been on a tear as of late. 25 points, 16 boards against the Spurs on Monday night. His eighth double-double in the last 10 games for the Chicago Bulls. Of course, DeMar DeRozan, 35 or more in six straight as well. Everybody on the Bulls playing well in this four-game winning streak. So we look to a player performance double for the man they call Vooch. Nikola Vucevic tonight to record a double-double and a Bulls win is at minus 126. I wanted some more plus money, but just because the price is with a minus in front does not scare me. In fact, it's an indication it might be more likely than not to happen. The Bulls are favored by five. They should at least win the game straight up. And Nikola Vucevic, a double-double in eight of 10. Let's find a better price at minus 126 for that to happen tonight. The morning after, each and every weekday, right here on SportsGrid. It starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time. It goes until noon. I'm Ben Stevens, and we'll talk tomorrow.